What um I had it written down, but what was, what was the total? What was your total limit for the day? Eighty nine and three quarter, I believe. You're listening to the Buckeye Kayak Fishing Trail Podcast. Hey everyone, it's Billy here with Strictly Sales Buckeye Kayak Fishing Trail Podcast. And holy moly, it is already the middle of August. And I'm here with Chris English. How's it going, English? Not going bad. How about you, Billy? Pretty good. Um, we'll get into like your finish at Mosquito Creek and jump into all that. But I want to start with, um, you know, I was introduced to you by... Um, by Bobby, you know, Bobby and Kyle, I, I might've even met you and Kyle at the same time. I think it was down at Raccoon Creek, then, yep. um, hanging out with you guys at, um, East Harbor, but, but they call you English. So are they the only ones or does everyone call you English? Uh, nor the guys I work with call me English, but other than that, just those guys. All right. So, so if I call you Chris, you'll still answer. Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> All right. English it is, man. Perfect. <laughs> So, um, man, we had, we just finished up event number seven with Buckeye Kayak Fishing Trail. And I can't believe, I feel like I say this every time I hit record on one of these podcasts, but I can't believe how fast the seasons go and how fast the time flies. But event number seven already, Mosquito Creek Lake. I went back and forth on that one too, because I did, I did some research and they were like Mosquito Creek Reservoir. And then they, and then their Wikipedia page was like, we changed it to M- Mosquito Creek Lake. What do you call it? Mosquito. Mosquito. You see, there you go. So English calls it mosquito. This is getting better and better. I love it. And um, last year we fished earlier in the season. I don't know if it was uh, June or July, May, early July or, or June or something, but it was a different time of year last year, wasn't it? Yeah, I forget when, but it was the same time. Yeah, and then um, I remember last year it was. I remember seeing uh, or see. Well, I saw you out on the lake last year, but then I also heard some some talk around. You know, everyone likes the dock talk or the campfire talk. Talk about last year a little bit, man. You had a really good day last year of practice, and I even mentioned it to you again this year around the campfire. Well, we didn't have campfire, but whatever. You know what I mean. Yeah. Um, you did good though in, in practice and you've, you've done good at mosquito in the past, right? Uh, yeah. Last year's practice, it was, we didn't practice very long, like maybe an hour and a half, two hours. I think I'd caught a couple, but we were actually headed back to the ramp and, uh, Bobby was ready to get back to camp activities. <laughs> and, uh, I decided to stop in the spot and I'm going to throw here. And I think I caught like a, 18 and a half or 18 and three quarter, I think. Sent him a message. He's like, hey, this is what it did. This is what it caught. He's like, uh, see if you do something else. So Cassie again, ended up catching another one. Same message. He's like, get out of there. So that was our game plan for last year. Yeah. Didn't pay me, but it, uh, I think, panned out for other people. Yeah. I remember, um, I think, uh, I know Matt Davis caught some fish last year early oh. in the day. Um, I caught some fish, Bobby caught some fish. Um, I remember like, I, I felt, I felt like everyone around us 
you know, we were, we were doing good. And you know, listen, I don't, I don't catch a ton of fish. I'm not, I, I need to stop talking horrible about myself. Like I suck. I'm not a good angler cause I'm getting better. But, but last year I was really happy that I was catching fish. Um, mm-hmm. and, and then I did notice that you weren't, you weren't catching fish in that tournament. And, um, you know, it was, I was kind of bummed. I was like, you know, cause there's nothing better than to, to know that your buddies are catching fish. You know, it, it kind of takes a little bit off when like, I don't care. Bobby doesn't catch fish cause he wins a lot. So I don't care about that. But, um, <laughs> for the most part, when, you know, your buddy's not doing well and, and you are, it takes a little bit off, you know, even, even if it's a tournament, right. Would you agree with that or no? Yeah. Yeah. And, um, but I don't want to, that, that was last year. So this year I just kind of want to set the scene a little bit because, um, we've, we've had some, you and I, I'm saying we've had some similar experiences where we've had some tournaments where we didn't, we didn't do well and we kept coming back. I've yeah. had a ton of tournaments, especially my first year. You know, I went out and bought a, a new kayak, all this gear. I put a lot of money into it and I even had some people, I'm not going to mention any names, but I even heard you know, that some people had said like, man, you should probably learn how to catch fish before you spend all that money, you know? And I was like, what? You know, it's a, it's a cool hobby. And I was getting into it. And then, um, maybe I proved them right by turning in a lot of zeros. So I even told BKFT, we should have had a trophy for the angler that contributed the most amount of money and didn't win anything. And I would have won that hands down. I would have won it. Uh, my first year. So um, that's why I want to just kind of set the, set the scene a little bit about last year, because, because this year at Mosquito Creek could not have been uh, any different. And before we get into a ton of that, and then I want to kind of start at the beginning and talk to you about how you got into fishing, how you got into kayak fishing and all that. I do want to say one more thing about my results and then I'll stop um, because, because it highlights how, how good of a day you actually had. I finished with 78 and a quarter inches and I got 23rd place. And last year, Bobby got 20, uh, Bobby got 78 and a quarter last year. That was the exact same bag. And he got second place. So this year the lake was on fire. Um, and the anglers that had it figured out the ones that fished clean and got the, got the, maybe got a kicker and then the rest of their, you know, fish were, were good ones and they just figured it out. Uh, they finished really well and, and you were one of them for sure. But I don't want to jump into that. Like I said, I want to start with, uh, how did you get into just, how long have you been fishing in general? Uh, it's probably about like everybody else. I started out young you know, local like farm pond or gravel pits with bobber and a worm and, you know, just the kid stuff and then get older. And, but uh, I fished pretty regular up until I think I got out of high school and then kind of had a dry spell where I didn't fish for a while and then ended up working with a guy. He had a, he had a boat. And he got me back into it. We fished pretty heavy for two years, I think. And then we kind of went our separate ways. And then I didn't fish again for a while. And then ended up 
uh, being introduced to Bobby and him and another guy that I work with got me back into it. And it's just been full on since then. That's four years ago, maybe. Okay. So you, you kind of got into it like, I don't know why, but we all, we all seem to use like COVID as like a, uh, you know, an, an idea to give us a, uh, so that was 2020. So maybe 2018, you kind of started to get into it. Yeah. I was like, yeah, 17 or 18 around in there's Yeah. After I met Bobby and then just kind of started back up again. Yeah. And then what do you call that? Like, I was like COVID a, what is it? What was that word I was looking for that I couldn't find? No. I have no idea. Billy. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, oh, and then uh, anyone that doesn't know, Bob, when we say Bobby, we're talking about Robert Weicker. I don't know. Maybe some people, um, nicknames. Nicknames are nicknames uh, can be fun. Yeah. You can nearly call him Robert if you owe him money, and I don't owe him any money, so that's Bobby. Yeah, I don't owe him any money. Wait, do I? Nope, I don't owe him. How did he go through? I was like, I do owe some people money, but okay. Uh, so the the boat, you say you, you met a guy, um, you, you know, at work or whatever, and you guys were going out. Was that like a bass boat or a John boat? What kind of boat did he have? Fast boat, yeah. Did you guys do tournaments? No, he he actually he did tournaments. He's actually fished in bass a lot. He actually won that boat at Lake Norman as a co angler. So he was he was pretty big into it. He's still I think he's still pretty big into it. Oh wow, yeah, that's yeah winning winning a bass boat in a tournament. That's kind of a big deal. As a co angler, yeah, <laughs> yeah, wow. So that's that's the fishing part of it, I guess. And then you know the other part with us is is the kayak. So even though you got back into it, you know, four years ago or so, like, had you ever fished out of a kayak before? I had not. Okay. Kayak virgin. Well, what was that experience like? First time out. Well, it was a little wet, <laughs> but anyways, it worked out. Uh, another guy I worked with. Him and Bobby, I think they had fished at uh, AEP, I think, maybe a year or so before that. I mean, they fished a lot, but I just ended up meeting both of them. And I was still, right, was at that point in time with Bobby, I was, you know, just buying baits and stuff, you know, because that's, he painted the crankbaits and whatnot. But the guy I worked with, he had a couple kayaks, so he started taking me to AEP and we get off work on Friday mornings. So, and of course, had to buy one and wasn't really a, a big guy kayak. Okay. So, got wet a few times. <laughs> so, you, you, you flipped it. Is that, what you're, is that what you're telling me? Maybe. But, yeah, we, we did that for a year or so. We went all, all, all the time, like I said, Fridays. Sometimes we went on Sundays. But then the following year, uh, I became better friends with Bobby and and he said, okay, we're going to start going together, but we need to get you a different boat. I agree. We did. I ended up uh, getting a different one. Then we, we started going a lot and uh, learned a lot from him, just the efficient AEP. But he sent me a message one day and said, hey, I got a tournament this weekend. You want to ride along? You can sign up. You can fish. You can fun fish, hang out at the campsite, whatever you want to do. I was like, sure like i didn't have the right boat for the job but yeah i'll give it a try and i think that i believe that was clear fork first one i went to 
And uh, it's first time meeting Mike Mike Fink. That was interesting. Yeah, I bet. <laughs> and uh, I met Eric Jones. Yeah, they actually he actually was camping beside of us. But my first time on big water, first time in waves. I was a nervous wreck, but made it through and said, "This is fun." So kept going at it after that, and then the following year, I decided that I needed a, a tournament boat tournament rig and uh that's where dustin at racking creek came into play got me hooked up with an f12 and that's what i got now and that's how i got started and still plugging along nice and that's a that's a really stable boat too yes that that was i was looking at the big rig i thought is what i wanted and i was back and forth with bobby and he's like check out new commit like, all right, you know, I'd met Dustin at that Raccoon Creek event, I think, or where I'd met you at. We we messaged back and forth and uh, ended up, he ordered me one, I think it was maybe four months out, and then it finally showed up, and we actually started drilling holes the day we picked it up. <laughs> that sounds like, sounds like a Raccoon Creek. It's what they do. Go down there, drilling holes and running wires and doing things, customizing. There, he was a nervous wreck. <laughs> Uh, and then I, I noticed, um, I noticed a while back, I mean, you, you've had a motor on it for a while, but did, did you get a new motor? You replace your old one? Yeah. I, uh, I had a Minn Kota that I actually bought off of Bobby last year. And then I had some, uh, some challenges last July at Lake Erie. And, uh, I think I purchased that motor guide following week. Yeah. That's a nice, nice motor. I went down there, um, to, Florida with them. And it was funny. I mean, I even made a TikTok. I think it was, I used this song, like one of these things is not like the other. And <laughs> everyone had a motor. Um, there was, I don't know, maybe 12 kayaks or something. One had a torpedo. The rest of them had motor guide. And it was me with my Hobie with my pedal drive. And, um, <laughs> I can't keep up with them. And it's the spot lock. Do, do you have, does yours have spot lock? Yeah. Yeah. That's nice. Right. Yep, it uh, got used a lot last weekend. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. I mean, not like I really needed it, but I'm just kind of used to just hitting the button and not really thinking about it. Well, I mean, there is something to it because with the, you know, with the torpedo, I guess you get out to your spot, and then you, if you want to stay there, you you have to anchor or whatever. But I can't believe how fast you can drift off a spot um, and think that you're still on the same spot. Even if you drop a waypoint and you're zoomed in, that's another thing. I don't do great with my graph. I'll be zoomed out further on my graph than I think I am. Um, but I was fishing out at East Harbor with Aaron Stolbaum and he has an XI3 and mm. I would catch a fish and, you know, measure it, take a photo, upload it, look up. And I'm like hundred yards, <laughs> not kidding. A yep. hundred yards away. And even if the wind wasn't blowing, you could be, you know, a little further off and, um, and you know, we may get into it a little bit more, but sometimes the fish are really in a very specific spot, you know, they don't, you know, sometimes they roam, whatever, but sometimes you need to be right on them. And, uh, yeah, that, that spot lock is pretty cool. I know what's fun is when I was down in Florida was watching people try to calibrate their spot lock when it wasn't working. Um, I saw a read. Uh, Reed Carpenter going in circles 
And I was going to take a photo or whatever. And he, he sniffed that out right away. He yelled at me. He's like, don't you record video of me? I was like, sorry, Reed. Reed's a good guy, man. He's real, he's a real nice guy, <laughs> but he, he knew what I was doing. He was going in circles, trying to calibrate it. Um, do, does yours like stay calibrated pretty good or do you have to fuss with it a little bit? Uh, I, I've yet to calibrate it. I should because, uh, it's kind of finicky. <laughs> okay. But I've yet to do that yet, but. And Bobby says it helps, so I don't know. Maybe I need to try that. Yeah. And, I mean, I guess it gets you out there in, on big water. It can get you in situation. You can fish offshore in, you know, 15-plus mile-per-hour winds. And, yeah. and you're just – you're not moving, man. And even when I was talking about Aaron um, Stallbaum, he was standing up, you know, standing up, fishing – and I'm just like, what? I'm struggling all day. My legs hurt so bad when I got home. I I did the pedal. I pedaled with the Hobie um, 12 hours. I was out there. So that's a long day. Yeah, yeah. And it, and I could have stayed out longer. It was one of those. I don't remember what turn. It was one of the BKFT ones where it's like the really really long days. And I was like, I I can't do this. So I think that's my next move though. To put a uh, motor guide on the front of my boat. Yeah. You won't regret it. You'll, you'll like it. Yeah. Well, listen, I mean, it, that's cool that, um, Rackham Creek and du- um, Dustin and Bobby and, and, oh, and Bo- I'm saying Bobby Hoy, by the way, cause we got two Bobbies in yeah. our fishing community. Um, Dustin Hoy and Bobby Hoy hooked you up with that. So, um, that's, that's cool. So anyone looking for a, looking for a motor guide or a new canoe head down there to, to Raccoon Creek they will hook you up. And then they're also uh, sponsoring the multi-species. We have two, well, we have three multi-species events still left this year. We have a, a catfish one, and then we have a muskie. We're going out to CJ Brown. Um, the catfish one is anywhere in Ohio. And then we have a, uh, I forgot, I think crappie, like a crappie event. So we have three multi-species and um, Raccoon Creek is sponsoring that. So, you guys are looking for a motor guide, uh, head down there. Um, they're great. And then they have a, they have an event this weekend, right? Yes. Yeah. Oh, when I say this weekend, we're, we're recording this on, um, the 12th. So it's Friday night. So it, this might come out next week. So their, their event will be over, but, um, what are they doing down there? I can't, I can't make it cause I have another commitment, but what are they doing? Uh, I, I forget what the club is, but it's a, I know it's a paddle only tournament this weekend oh nice yeah there's i know there's a lot of anglers that they want to see more of that like paddle paddle only well listen that's that's enough of this silly talk let's get into what we're really here to do we want to talk about chris english had an amazing day on mosquito creek lake up in uh northwest no northeast I'll get my directions down. Northeast Ohio, Cortland, and uh, or somewhere like that. So, talk to me about your practice or pre-fishing. I've had in my mind like I didn't look at anything, didn't look at maps or anything. The whole time I've been was going to go back to where I was last year. That was my plan. Where in practice, where I caught those couple. That was you know my plan to hit that first thing in the morning. And pulled out. My graph wasn't working. So, no go on that one. 
because I had way, I had a few waypoints from the following year. So I just uh, kind of went, kind of went for it and motored along for a little bit and stopped. So I was like, I knew it was in grass because the way my motor was acting up. So I was like, I'm going to fish first hour and then see what happens. If I'm not catching anything, move on. If I'm catching something, I'm going to stay there and just, you know, just hammer on it all day. So but as far as practice and pre-fishing, I didn't have any. I'm just going with what I did last year. I hope it worked. Well, you know, the uh, G-man, Gerald Swindle, says you don't win you don't win a trophy for practice. A lot of anglers go out there and, you know, I guess there's a couple things. You can sore lip your fish if you do yep. get on the fish. Um, and, you know, a lot of guys will, you know, cut the hooks or no hooks on there. Oh, I shake them loose or whatever. Um, or I think the biggest thing for practice is, you know, obviously eliminating water. Right. But, but if you do really good in practice, you don't cash a check or get a trophy. So I've, I've had a few good practices and, uh, not very good tournaments because <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they're not always where they are in practice. So. Yeah. Yeah. And then, um, mosquito, you know, a lot of grass out there and uh, I wasn't sure if it was going to be up more. And I know a lot of different lakes in Ohio, you know, we went to Indian Lake this year and they, it was like choked out with grass. And then, you know, I told you I was up at East Harbor and it, the grass was low. So the, the more, cause I'm new to this too, you know, like we talked about, but the, the more I figure out, I was like, just because there was a lot of grass or it looked like this last year, doesn't mean this year. So, um, I'm with you. Like I, I was like, Oh, there's going to be grass out here. And then I was a little bit nervous. Like, what if it's, what if it doesn't look like that? What if it, did you have some nerves on like, what if it's completely different? I just, like I said, I was just going to give the first hour and whatever happened. If it, if it was all messed up or totally different, I was just going to run around. I'm, I'm bad about running. It, it was really hard to stay in that one area all day long. Now, now that you have that, uh, the motor where you can just go. Yeah. How, how far do you go? Are you talking like miles? Like you'll go a mile, two miles. I usually just go from one end of the lake to the other two or three times a day. I mean, yeah, mm -hmm. just run, run and I catch all kinds of crap from certain people, but, but I waste a lot of time running. That's one big, one big downfall. I mean, not saying I, I would catch more if I didn't, run all the time but i waste a lot of time that's yeah something i need to work on but well early in the morning you're gonna fish in this area for a while and see what happens so what was did you you know a lot of people start with top water in the morning low light situations whatever did you did you start with uh some some kind of top water i made uh, one cast with a whopper plopper just because i had one tied on and i wanted to throw it I mean, I knew it wasn't in the best place to throw it, but I just wanted to. So one cast, put it down, grabbed a jackhammer, and uh, I made quite a few casts with it around me. And then I was like, you know, there's a bunch of grass. I have have a worm tied on. I knew I knew I wanted to fish that most of the day. So grabbed that, made a few casts, nothing. So I think it was. Uh, like 645 or 650 or something like that. Made a cast 
and just got absolutely wrecked. Set the hook. I was like, oh, my goodness. This is big. I'm not used to catching big fish. So I was freaking ecstatic. Got it to the boat. I was like, oh, my gosh. <laughs> got it netted, measured 18. That's the biggest fish I've caught in quite a while. So I was like, I'm happy. My day's complete. I'm ready to get back to the campsite. <laughs> but can't do that. So, like I said, made a few more casts. And then I moved ahead a little bit, anchored, and uh, put a jack hammer on, started throwing it. Then I ended up catching another one. I think it was like 14 and a quarter or something like that. Well, then pretty much it was every, every half hour. So I, I caught one every half hour until I got my limit at 8.50 after that. So got my limit, and I texted Bobby. I was like, I got my limit. I'm ready to get back. Let's celebrate. He's like, uh, I just caught my first one. I was like, oh, I didn't realize. I felt horrible after that. <laughs> I figured he has already had his limit too, but that's how the morning went. Like, I'm a limit at 850. Yeah, he's caught them all on a worm, but the one on the jackhammer. So, I pretty happy about that. It's the first, first good limit I've had. Yeah. And I've, I've had a couple limits of small limits, but so I was pretty pumped. But I just I just kept moving back and forth. Well, you saw where it was; just stayed kind of the same area all day long. But uh, I I upgraded. Uh, I think it was I don't know maybe a little after ten. I made an upgrade, and then I decided that I wanted to get back to where I started. And like I said, my my graph was uh, not working. I had uh, I had water temperature and had the time. It was, I guess, is really all you need. <laughs> I didn't know how deep it was or what. So, but luckily, I had kind of made a mental note on a there was a something on the on land that I saw it stood out from the rest of the foliage, I guess. So I headed back to that, and there was there was a boat setting right where I wanted to go. So must have been in a good spot so i stopped a little short of it and that's when the wind started to blow started getting a little chop on the water so i was like i'm gonna throw a spinnerbait see what happens made a few casts nothing and then made one more cast and as soon as it hit the water it just got drilled set the hook i didn't know what i had on the end it was big so i knew <laughs> I sat down got my net and everything ready and it fought pretty good, and then it stopped. So I was like, "Oh, okay." Then I brought it in, and it was grass it was like, great. So it's a small one and a bunch of grass. Then it just freaking dove, took off, started ripping drag. So I was like, oh, it's not grass." So I finally got it to where I could see it, and it was large. Got it netted, measured twenty and three quarter. Sent Bobby a message. I need a photographer. So here he came, took my picture, told me good job. But I was, I was so excited after that. I was, I was, I was good. Heck yeah, that's a really, really big fish. Um, congratulations on that. Is that did that? Is that your PB largemouth? Uh, I have, I have one. I have a twenty-one and a. Half, I believe that that's from AEP though. So, okay, but yeah. yeah, that's by far my biggest, 
in these tournaments, yes. Yeah, and then to be in a tournament with, you know, a bunch of other anglers. And, I mean, you might have even think, you know, at that point, you're like, oh, you know, big fish, even. At that point, it was, but that was short-lived. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, that, that put me into second at that time. And then it, I was big fish. But I looked again shortly after that, and, well, we know who had big fish, and I was down to third. Ah. Uh, but I was still happy. I mean. Yeah. And then uh, what was your what was your total um, at, at that time after your big fish? I can't remember. Yeah. Did you? Honestly. But did you? Uh, all right. So let's keep going. So this is what time was it when you I know you said there was some the wind picked up some chop on the water. You decided to throw that spinnerbait. What, what time of day was this? I think it was a little after 11, 15 after, I think. So still, still fairly early. Then I didn't catch anything until I think it was two two fifteen or two thirty. I ended up catching a seventeen, which that you know increased my amount. But so yeah, I mean, do you know what you called at that point? Did you have like a thirteen or fourteen, or were they still bigger? I think. I think that may have knocked out a 16. Oh, well, listen to me. I was like, oh, 13? You're like, nah, 16. So an inch upgrade, you know, even around 2, 2.30, whatever time you're thinking it was, an inch upgrade that late in the day, it was, I mean, it was close. You know, obviously top three get a trophy. Um, top five, we're going to cash a check. But how big of a deal was it to you to try to, not slip down to maybe fourth like because third is a trophy i wasn't really thinking about it at the time i i was just like i said i was freaking excited like i, I knew i was going to get uh, a check in my mind yeah and at the time i was third so i was just i was happy i mean whatever i got i was happy with i mean it was an amazing day yeah it, it definitely was um and then you know there's so many anglers fishing our trail where you, you kind of root for, you know, you root for everyone, but you root for different people. And you see when you, there's some names, when you see them up there at the top, you're like, what, what keep going. And I found myself really, I mean, I probably could have finished better in the tournament, but I was distracted because I was following you. So it's really, it's your fault really that I didn't do as well. Sorry. Yeah. So <laughs> no, I started, um, there's anglers that you, you try to follow and you want to, you know, root for people. And, um, that was, that was so cool to see you up there. And, um, I gotta be honest. I was like, Oh, I wanted you know, at least top three. I'm like, when you drop down from second to third, I was like, Oh, stay in the, stay in top three. You know, get one of those trophies. Cause we got those new catch catchboard trophies. They're nice. Um, they're so cool. Yeah. You got one at home now. So, I so that was fun. And then I guess from there, you know, we did the weigh in, um, we did the whole thing where we, you know, have some raffle prizes and take photos and everyone gets their trophies and all that. And then it was, then it was back to camping. Did you, did you camp, uh, the night after the tournament as well? Yeah. Yeah. We, uh, we usually stay the night after just so we're not dead tired trying to drive home. We, uh, like, we like the, the festivities, I guess. <laughs> you know, I mean, it's no secret. You get out there and you camp, you're hanging out with some buddies, whatever. And we're all, you know, we're all grownups and, 
we work really hard. We sacrifice a lot, you know, you know, my, I have four kids, so kids are at home and I had to make arrangements there. And I don't know, I don't think there's anything wrong with enjoying yourself for a couple nights, but yeah. I can't imagine if I'd have, if I'd have won a trophy like you did, I would have just, I don't know it. I would have recorded it all too. So there'd be evidence everywhere. Is there any evidence? There, I think there's some recordings of some stuff. <laughs> yeah. I heard something about you carrying a carrying a cooler, or maybe you dropped it, or I don't know what happened. I think Alex Baldwin did that. <laughs> oh, okay, <laughs> all right. <laughs> well, yeah, uh, yeah. Some uh, some things happen. Yeah, stop there. <laughs> well, you know, we it, it would be um, it would be easy to see the fun that we have camping and the shenanigans and think, oh, that's what's going on. But you know what? What no one really what no one records is the cast after cast after cast. And some of these, some of these tournaments are really long. And yeah. if, if we, if we showed someone a video of our entire, you know, grind of a tournament, they'd be like, Oh my gosh, that's you either, you either get it or you don't. And if you love it, if you love catching fish and you love the tournament, um, then that's, that's where it is. And then the, you know, the camping and the hanging out with people is just, you know, icing on the cake, I guess. Right. Yeah, I mean, the, our camping crew is amazing. I mean, you know, you're there. All kinds of awesome food, great stories. I mean, everybody talks to everybody. You just, it's just hard to beat. Yeah, and it, it almost seems like, too, and I don't, I don't camp as much as, um, maybe as much as I'd like to, as much as some others do, but it even seems like, even when I go, there'll be other people show up that I don't remember seeing them last time, or I don't remember seeing them before, but, but I know them. I'm like, oh, yeah. this, you know, you know, this this person's here, so it's always cool to to just you know chat with people and and, and do all that. But um, I want to um, I want to ask a question. Uh, what was what's that worm you were throwing? Zoom, zoom old monster. Really? All right. Incher. Okay. Red shad, if you want to know. Red shad. You know, Red I shad. um. I think that was the, that was the color to go with. I don't know why, but um, I saw some others that were throwing something similar, and um, I had like a plum colored uh, bait, which is you know it can be like the red, the red shad colored. So uh, good job, man! Really, really yeah, I, yeah. I I threw a old old monster as well at Tequila Sunrise. It's kind of like a pinkish red collar, and I I caught one on it too. So it must. Must have just been the the a reddish collar, I guess. That's what they're on. Well, nice job. And then um, sometimes I like to ask, like, what's your if you could catch fish in like any way, what's your favorite technique? Well, actually, I've always just thrown. Well, this year and last year is pretty much just all jackhammers. But this was this was actually the first tournament I've actually really used a worm. Yeah. And I don't know. I mean, not just because I caught fish, but I think I'd prefer doing it that way. Using a worm or the Texas rig or yeah. be a good suit, I guess. Well, there you go. I love it. Um, do you do you plan to fish uh more of the BKFT events this year or is your season winding down? I plan to, yeah. It depends on like scheduling's kind of 
an issue because uh, my wife, she has class a couple times a month. So that's why I've missed some this year, getting far babysitter and whatnot, getting that lined out. But yeah, should be able to make another, at least another one. Well, I hope so. Um, And then maybe, well, I mean, you seem to do pretty good in the grass. I think there's some grass at Piedmont. Um, I'll be there. Small mouth. You'll be there? Yeah. Oh. And then East Harbor, West Harbor. There's grass uh, up there. On it, yeah. Okay, so you might make two more. So, well, listen, man, I uh, I told you I'd keep it to a certain amount of time, and I want to keep it to that. I want to give you a, a chance to thank anyone you want to thank and give, you know, shout-outs to whoever. But, um, but before I do that, I want to do something a little bit different, I think. You think? <laughs> I think so. Uh-oh. I think oh, so. Boy. What is this? Let's make a phone call real quick. See if he answers. Hello. Is this Matt Davis? Hang on a second. Let me get my earbuds in. Oh, he's getting his earbuds in. I had to call someone. Going on here, Raccoon Creek Hey, Matt. I'm uh, doing a doing the podcast here with Chris English and just talking about Mosquito Creek Lake. And he finished English. third place. Woo! Going on, Matt. What's up, brother? Mr. Hanging out with Billy. Mr. Mr. Hammer him on Mosquito Lake. I tried. Yeah, well, you did a real good job, man. Proud of you. Thanks. Appreciate it. Yeah. How's it going? What's new? What's new, guys? Well, you know, we just wanted to call and check in with you. And um, we had talked a little bit about the event that was going on down there. We weren't, we weren't 100% sure, but we wanted to call and just check in with you and see what, like, what's going on. What are you, what are you guys doing down there? Well, um, there may be a few adult beverages being consumed, um, some bets being made on a game of cornhole. Um, Bobby Weicker and Eric Jones are going to face off against myself and Christian Hansel, and there may be money on the line here. I was talking to Billy in, in English, yeah. What did he say? I don't know. Yeah, well, that's a good update. Cornhole, some bets, um, some beverages. Sounds like you got a good a good crew down there. We do. We've we've got a pretty good turnout for our uh, Raccoon Creek weekend for Kayak Anglers Northeast Ohio. I love it. Um, are you are you around anyone else that can um, on the podcast? Anyone else that can give a shout out to Chris English and congratulate him again on the third place finish? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I covered him. Bobby goes, nope, nope, nope. <laughs> He's, all he wants to do is is for you to give a shout out for English. Say good job. <laughs> Bobby says hi, English. All right, Matt, well, uh, we're, we're not going to keep you on here, Matt, but we just want to call and check in with you. I thought it would be kind of fun. So, Oh, you mean, you mean you're not going to ask me a fish trivia question? Well, no, I thought you had a, a trivia question for us. Well, yeah, I do, actually. Well, let's do it. I'm ready. All right. Wait, are you ready, English? I guess. All right, let's do this. All right, now don't laugh too hard, okay? Okay. Murph meat. And I did say... Murph meat is a product of what fish that is only found on the west coast of North America. Murph meat. And it's it's called smurf meat because oh, smurf. the flesh tends to be blue. Smurf meat. I'm 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 gonna uh do you have a guess, English? Do you have a guess at all? No. I, the the only thing I can think of is like right, some kind of some kind of shark meat or something. <laughs> they laughing at me. Well, no, no, they're they're laughing oh, at me because that was the because, worst. 
reaction ever. I, I made a guess and then I heard laughing. No. So, um, no, the, uh, the actual answer is lingcod. And biologists seem to think that the bluish tint to their flesh is often caused by what they eat from a shallow water diet. So what do they eat? I don't know. They didn't, yeah. they didn't discuss that. Smur that probably Smurfs. They're eating Smurfs. That's what That's happened right. to the Smurfs. Yep, yeah, exactly. That's yeah. where the Smurfs went. Yeah, duh. We know what they're eating and mushrooms. Smurfs and mushrooms. That's why they're always asking, Papa Smurf, are we there yet? Because uh, <laughs> they're high on shrooms. <laughs> they didn't know where they were. They didn't know where they were. <laughs> yeah. Buckeye Kayak Fishing Trail Podcast. You come on here. You learn something. Now we know. Yeah. Smurf meat. Yep, exactly. All right. I'm going to look it up when we get off here. But, hey, man, you enjoy enjoy your time down there. Good luck tomorrow. You're you're fishing, right? Everyone's fishing. I am. Yeah. Good luck, man. I'm going to follow. Is it on Tourney X? Yes, it is. All right. Well, good luck. Uh, good yeah, luck good tomorrow. Luck. Yeah. All right. All right, man. Appreciate it. Thanks, Matt. All right. We'll see you. All right, bye. Bye. That was fun, right? Yeah. Yeah. I wanted to surprise you a little bit. I didn't want to tell you I was going to call Matt, but um, I tried to call um, tried to call Kyle, and then I was going to call Bobby, and I, I was like, wait a minute. Am I getting, like, is it going straight to voicemail because they don't have a signal? Raccoon Creek, sometimes they don't have a signal. Um, it's pretty low. Yeah, it can be kind of bad, but um, that's what I told myself anyway. I'm like, no, they don't, they don't send me the voicemail right away. It's, it's a signal. It's a signal. Yeah. Well, anyway, man, um, let's, uh, I want to, I want to give you a, a shot here to just like anyone you want to thank or anyone you want to give a shout out. Yeah, definitely. You know, want to you know, thank my wife because if it wasn't for her, I wouldn't be able to do any of this stuff. I mean, she, she's been really cool with it and there's some of them I've said, you know, I didn't want to go this and that. Like, nope, you're going, go have fun. So if it wasn't for her, I'd probably not be as be at as many. So, you know, I thank her for that being behind me and stuff. Definitely want to thank uh, Dustin, the Raccoon Creek Outfitters. He's he's been a big support. Uh, if it wasn't for him getting me in the, the F-12, not sure if I would have continued or not. Because I, I was having a heck of a time trying to find something that I really thought i'd you know feel comfortable in and he uh, helped me out there he's helped me out a lot with some other things so big thanks to him and one more uh might be a little different but uh kayak cushion i have one i use it's comfortable but there the weekend well weekend before last i uh needed one or wanted to get another one so i sent sent them a personal message on facebook said hey i got a tournament coming up this weekend i know it's last minute i know it's usually you know like a week to get your deliveries but is there any way you could get me a cushion and he's like yeah man no problem i'll have it in the mail monday it'll be to you so i mean i just i just wanted to say you know thanks kyle cushion for that because i know it was last minute but they made it was actually here thursday last thursday so Nice. It, it was, uh, it made a world of a difference. It's very comfortable. What time I was sitting down anyways. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It, man, it doesn't matter how comfortable your seat is. If you're going to be in a kayak for eight, nine hours, you need extra 
cushion and kayak cushion. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. It's a good good product. Uh, yeah, I was I was happy with that. They come with the. Do they still send like a personalized note with it? It's uh, handwritten. Yeah. So. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, man. I always thought that was cool. And I I got the limited edition bass pattern, which is badass, by the way. What What is that? Lar- it's uh largemouth bass is what the pattern is. Oh, nice. And they have a smallmouth one too, but of course I wanted largemouth. So it's pretty cool. Heck yeah. Well, that's cool, man. Um, I'm glad that came to you right away. And then, um, you, I mean, you killed it, man. What, um, I had it written down, but what was, what was the total? What was your total limit for the day? 89 and three quarter, I believe. Ooh, 89 and three quarter. That will win most tournaments. Definitely will get a trophy, cash a check in most tournaments. So congratulations again. Um, I hope we can do this again. I hope to get you on here again. Um, you did great, man. I enjoyed the, enjoyed the stories and, uh, good luck for the rest of the season, man. I appreciate it. Same to you. All right, man. I'll talk to you later. All right. Thanks. All right. Bye.